What's going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast with episode 36. Tommy Vex, before I bring in everyone's favorite, maybe, talent in the Northeast PA, uh, I want to get some of the housekeeping done. So all of my links for myself as well as uh, my guests are below. Um, they, they they will take you to merch pages, social medias. If you want to support us or my guests, please do so. Buy a t-shirt, uh, subscribe, donate, Patreons, whatever there. Go for it. Have fun. Um, uh, what was going to say? And also our new sponsor. So let's shout, uh, shout out our new sponsor, Elevation 1470. Uh, Elevate Elevation 1470 is reinventing style and bringing tradition of nostalgia apparel to uh, Frackville and the surrounding areas of School County. We pride ourselves on our hometown heritage and community. You can find them at uh, elevation1470.com and you can find the latest and traditional nostalgic styles of School County, Pennsylvania. 14, uh, Elevation 1470 is where the trail begins. And they also just started a brand new promotion code. So if you need or want uh 15% off anything you buy, use code I love ABJ. So that's I L O V E uh, ABJ. So go, go check that out and uh, go buy some merchandise. Some really cool stuff is there. Um, also, we have our links below for um, our, our injured wrestlers, Adina and Philly Mike. So if you want to support them, go do so. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend, you can come check us out. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Saturday, March 18th, 2023. Doors at 3.30, bell time 4. Tickets starting at $20, and they're on sale right now at High Tension Wrestling, htw.com slash shop. And that's going to be on 1301 South Christopher Columbus Boulevard, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, we also will be at myself, uh, Philly Mike Swanson, and Mike Skyros, the current uh, HTW champion. We'll all be in attendance at Icons earlier that morning. So if you want to come by, grab some merchandise, support them. Uh, I believe we'll be selling tickets as well there, uh, but you can literally attend the con, walk a couple blocks. I believe it is in walking distance, and I was told there's a really good food spot on the way. Uh, you can go check out that, and then we'll be done and wrapped up in plenty of time for you to go back to Icon, uh, 2300 Arena and enjoy a second wrestling show that day. So you can make the 18th an all-around awesome wrestling experience. So check that out uh, over on High Tension Wrestling. It's going to be an absolute blast. But without further ado, someone who will be at um, high tension wrestling that day. Uh, every, like I said, everyone's favorite, Tommy Vex. Show the picture of me, you coward. I, I don't. I don't have your graphic from that one. Why do you uh, not have the? I don't. I have this picture. Hey, Atta boy. Yeah, that's what a real daddy looks like. <laughs> I, I I might have another one. Hold on. Is it still in the folder? This is on the fly right here. We're doing it live. Yeah, live. Nope. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good one. Well, that one's a good one, and this one's a good one. So this is probably you probably never look better in this photo. To be honest with you, uh, it might be my favorite photo of you. You are just whew, you look great, look amazing. Uh, and then secondary photo, love this one. Mm, smash! Look at those eyes. It's so that's serious. What daddy looks like so that. Let me tell you, man, what a stud. <laughs> What a stud I am. That is the that picture still gets circulated around very, very frequently. Just yeah, randomly a, from friends. They're just like, hey, here's your ugly face. <laughs> Already people in the chat. So we got some people, Matthew Holland hanging out, high tension wrestling. Noah uh just said I just got back from school and football practice. There you go. So we'll try to keep it PG. Loving the Mountain Dew bottle, Matthew Holland in the back. Hey, keep that thing on me, just in case I get <laughs> thirsty. I talk a lot. Yeah, so you you are a jack of all trades, Tommy. You you are a professional wrestler extraordinaire. 
um, a, a viral sensation, and also a podcaster. And I mean, there's not much you can't do. Yeah, you know, no big deal. Won championships in all sorts of sports, pro wrestling, rec league softball, fantasy football, uh, highest rated podcast on the HTW network. The list goes on and on. I could go for days. I won't bore you, though. Yeah, it's not. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw a little shade here. It's not hard to be the number one podcast. So I think there's only two. Yeah, active. Yeah, yeah no, that's there. that's one higher than the second one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and the other active one is is now dead. Dead and gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was taps. Um, that was taps. I like that. I appreciate it. Well, we're not gonna sit here and beat a dead horse. Uh <laughs> I like this remark. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Uh Tommy Vex, how did you get into this crazy business we call professional wrestling? Man, it was a really, really dark day for everyone. <laughs> I started the day I started wrestling training. Wait, now, were you always a wrestling fan? Always, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. My dad was always very big into it. I came up in like the golden era of, you know, like the attitude era when the business was as hot as it's been. So everybody was always watching it when I was a young lad. Who was your go-to? Like, who was your favorite? You can't go wrong. I was so there was always like rock guys and Austin guys. I always liked Austin a little bit more. See, I I, I drew my line. I was a generation I would say before that. So I mean a little bit. I was either a Hogan guy or Macho Man guy at first when I was a young young kid, and then you were either a Brett or a Sean guy. I was ah, a Sean okay. guy. Okay. And then I'd say the next generation, you were either an Austin or a Rock guy. And yeah. I probably leaned more Rock, but now in retrospect, looking back on it, I should have been an Austin guy. You fucked up, pal. Yeah. Am I allowed to use naughty words? You 100% can use okay, naughty Okay, cool. Words. I should have asked before I said it. Yeah, no, it's fine. Just go do you. <laughs> I'm not sure what JCF means. JFC. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, Mom. I know what that is for. Anyway, yeah, so. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> it took me a second. But... Yeah. Uh, so always, always watching and then. At what point were you like, listen, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to actively pursue this. I think when I was going through like elementary school days, all of my friends were very much into it. And we used to have shows in the living room, in the backyard, wherever we could. And at school, it was a talk of the town back. Uh, let's see. I would say probably. Oh, six ish. Oh, five. Oh, six. Back those those were like that was my my thing back in the day, but yeah we just run little shows. There were like three of us in my living room, and maybe one day on my show, Tommy talks tape live in two hours on the HTW network. By the way, maybe one day we'll start digging into those tapes, and we can all cringe together. You you videotaped your living room matches. So when I let's we can backtrack a little bit further. So when I was an even younger lad. It was me, my brother, my cousin, and my grand, my brothers, I think. We could go back to when I was like, probably before I was even in school. So like yeah. three to five years old, we could get, uh, there's probably tape out there of our little wrestling shows that my grandfather would film. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. But what we had to do was we knew what time my grandmother was going to get home from work. So we had to be wrapped and taken. Everything has to be back in order before she gets home or she would be pissed. <laughs> Did not like wrestling. She didn't like us wrestling. 
Okay. So she, yeah, she's pretty unhappy with, nah, she's, she's happy with what I'm doing. Has she ever came home mid match? Uh, I can't remember. A, I remember quickly having to like rip the curtain down and was grandpa, was your grandfather helping you like, shit, I don't want to get in trouble either. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> he didn't want to have to sleep on the couch. Yeah, because he was definitely encouraging it. Oh, 100%. So you could thank him and you could thank my father for my existence and knowing what wrestling is and enjoying to do it, I guess. Yeah. Now, where where did you grow up? Like, what area? Uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's why you're so holy. That's why you have that. Two things were born in Bethlehem, Jesus and Tommy Vex. I am not allowed to compare myself to Jesus. Somebody got very (laughs) upset with me when I did that last time. I don't think they were upset that you were Jesus. I think they were upset that Mary was praying in front of you. Isn't that what Jesus is for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can use your context clues, people at home. <laughs> yeah, so uh, going into a school, how did how did you go about pre-internet days of like, how do I find to start this business? How do I get into that? Because nowadays I feel like people just type in wrestling schools near me and then something will pop up. But like at that point in time, how did... Was it word of mouth? Did you see independent wrestling? Because I didn't know independent wrestling existed forever. I I had shows I went to growing up, but I just thought they were like makeshift put together shows that just randomly showed up at a school one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I always used to go to the indie shows. What is that? What the is queen that is here. I think she's shrugging in that thing. Oh, because of the praying thing. Yeah, the praying thing. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, I used to go to a lot of local shows in my area here i'm trying to find a picture for you this is great television i know that um <laughs> for the audio people listening uh head over to the youtube and check out the video yeah there you go plug yeah. that uh so i used to go to a lot of local shows like wxw that ra- ran right here in allentown mm-hmm. uh, my father and i would go to those all the time back in the day so i kind of always knew that it was a thing <laughs> i knew that the school was a thing um but when I officially turned 16, are you familiar with professional wrestling legend, The Love Bug? I am not. Oh, boo. I am not familiar with him at all. Okay. You can, uh, I sent you a picture. Enough about Tommy. Let's talk more about Keikoa. No, he left that's, me. That's, that's daddy, right? That's your yeah. daddy. Yeah, he will be in town uh, for wrestling this weekend. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Is that you? That is 100% me live on SmackDown dressed as Ric Flair. I love that. And my father has the Fred Durst backwards hat. <laughs> um, I love that. That's awesome. You were you were literally Gavin before Gavin. Facts. That is crazy. How yeah. is that how is that not put on the internet of you dressed as Ric Flair and Gavin dressed as Red Flair? I am just I mean, you could break the story now. Uh I'm just trying to save that kid from becoming me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you literally you are you he's you're literally in a time machine trying to save that kid from his own existence yeah i i you know what it all makes and i'm the bad now. guy yeah you're you're not really trying to hurt the kid's feelings you're just trying to save him from this industry yeah facts wow you're you're tommy you're a fucking genius yeah i know uh love bug and martial law yep and and then yeah, love bug, dude, Jesus H. Christ. There you go. Got so, people popping for love bug. Um, he worked with my cousin, and my cousin obviously was also a wrestling fan, as we previously stated. His gimmick name was Skyscraper because he's older than us, so he was always taller. He's still yeah, taller yeah. than me. That son of a. Um, 
but yeah, they, they worked together. So that's how I kind of got my in with him. And eventually I started training under him and uh, Mongoose. Do you know who Mongoose is? I've heard of Mongoose. I don't think I've ever met Mongoose though. An absolute stud that man is. Let me tell you. He's a stud. He's just a good old school worker. Like just very good. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually something happened with the building there and they had to shut the school down. So then I've migrated my way over to the Samoans and trained there the rest of the way. And I know we just had some recent photos of you, uh, Riley, um, Dylan, uh, Ace Austin. Mm -hmm. Who else is in that photo? I think you had, and she was talking, she was telling the story of the podcast at the time you had bleach blonde Eminem hair. All right, so what had happened with that? Because you, you, it was like a Halloween costume where you were Hulk Hogan. Facts. Okay, good. So <laughs> she knows the whole story. That's yeah, solid. Yeah. That's fantastic. And the reason that it stayed on so long was because my brother said, if you keep it on two weeks, I don't know, I'm just going to use two weeks. If you keep your hair blonde for two weeks, I'll buy you a hoagie. So I get my hair blonde. <laughs> <laughs> for a hoagie? Yeah. You are like, the, you're the Theo Vaughn of independent wrestling. I don't what the what? The, the, you ever listen to Theo Vaughn where he just has these insane like uh, stories and like crazy things that like unbelievable? Like yeah, I kept my hair bleached blonde for two weeks for a hoagie. You yeah, know it was mean? worth it. It was a primo hoagie. Those things are expensive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you got your hoagie? Yeah, I did, and then I cut my hair. You should bring it back. You should dye your hair right now, bleach blonde. Now nah, I'm scared. What if it doesn't grow back? <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is a giant fear, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you joined the Wild Samoans. What was what was training there like? Uh, from from what I heard from people, they're very cardio heavy, and they're just gonna beat the shit out of you cardio wise to see like if you want this or not. Yeah, it was especially early on. It was like that because obviously you gotta if you're gonna quit on yourself, why should they take the time to yeah teach you? That's the way I always see it. So yeah, they kind of did you come into it doing sports before this? Like I know you're you're into baseball and fantasy football. I and played stuff. baseball. I played football. I I think around middle school I stopped playing football because like look at me, I'm just the most average. <laughs> like what what position can I play? I'm not yeah. fast. Kicker. No, 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 no. I mean that's what, like, I, that's what I did. I was a kicker oh, yeah. and punter. Yeah. Were you any good? I was pretty, I was pretty, I played soccer my whole life. So that was yeah, my transition. Yeah. Okay. Soccer to, yeah. yeah. I never played soccer. Soccer's not a real sport, but, uh, wow. Yeah. I went there. Wow. I said what I said. Yeah. I, so I kind of had a little bit of a background, especially with football. I feel like the mentality is pretty similar, even at a young kid level. But when I got to middle school, I stopped playing that. And then when I started wrestling, I stopped playing baseball. I wasn't really good at anything anyway. So, so you're, you're, you're saying that you were not very athletic. I, see, that's a tough one. I think just in the the hitting a ball or running fast or being big, you know, but maybe in that that aspect, I'm not good yeah. at. I would even say now at fat phase, I've always felt I was pretty athletic. Like you could put me at any sport and I would thrive. And I was always the smallest person there. So like size, that doesn't matter anything. I would thrive. I do very well. I could never hit a baseball. Like I just yeah. couldn't. I don't know my hand-eye coordination or what it was, and then by the time I got old enough to try it again, is when my shoulders were shot. So every time I hit it, I felt like well, hey, would fly off my body. If you ever want rec league softball champion, I could show you the ropes. I I can't. I, I'm I would be a decent like base runner, but I'm, I don't even like that. Like I I I'm yeah, just running not a, sucks. Baseball, softball, not my thing. So anyway, where 
Oh, yeah. So being athletic. I think in some ways I am and in some ways I'm not. Like a backflip is not something you'll see me do. So if you consider that athleticism, then. Yeah. Could I but maybe? There, but there's, I, I think what makes you shine in professional wrestling, obviously character work. Like if you were an RPG character, right? Like your stats are jacked in, in charisma. Like you have, you have good character, good charisma. You know how to work a crowd. All that is jacked to as max level, probably plus two, even on top of it. And you sell better than anybody. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say better than anybody. Who do you think sells better than you? My dad, Dolph Ziggler, the guy that I watched <laughs> that made me an idiot. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I, I, I think on the indie scene, you well, take a move you. better than anybody on the on, on this, like anybody, like the way you you'll literally throw your legs through ropes and just like you just you're 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 the most entertaining person on the card at all times. It's the character, mm-hmm. like. That that's just the way that I see it. Like I'm the idiot who talks a lot of shit, but like you need the bad guy. You don't need the bad guy to lose. But yeah. like I think character wise, what I do, it just but makes but also sense. like in ring too, you're very like you're not gonna do backflips and four fifties, but in between the ropes, getting the job done, you can do that as well. Yeah, no, I don't and and, and, and even as a bad guy, you're a good baby face too. Like you could also adjust to as a baby face. I Dude, when you were so, the babyface janitor, I fucking dug it. Like oh, the janitor. you can't, you can be a babyface as well. I think you're you're universal. I think you lean heavier into the heel stuff, but in between the ropes, I think you're just as good as anybody else because you don't need to do crazy. And I, I probably sound like an old school wrestling guy, like a cornet, but like you don't need to do all the crazy shit, kid. If the if the crowd's into what you're doing, it doesn't matter. But it's true. Uh, if if the crowd's invested in the match, you could do rest holds the whole time. But while you're doing a rest hold, if you're telling the crowd they can, you know, they're, they're the worst people ever, and they're yeah, and they're reacting to you, that rest hold getting the crowd reacting is cooler than them diving through the ropes and probably getting nothing because they've seen it 14 times that show. So let me ask you this: When you think of wrestling, what's the first thing you think of? Like the first moment that you think of? Hitting the curtain character right off the no bat. Uh, not like that like when you oh. think of like your favorite thing you've ever seen in wrestling like moment wise your choice pal sean sean turning on marty is very high on my list that's weird that's not a hammerlock that's yeah. not a backflip that's not but a it was 50 but it was yeah but it was like it told a story it was character driven it was that it, that's it was, what i'm getting at yeah it's yeah. like you don't is if you're telling a good story it's always yeah. gonna lead the fans are always gonna lean more heavily into that rather than doing all your I would stuff. say another guy on the scene who I feel is on your level when it comes to character work and telling a, a story in the ring, doing all, all the basic stuff very well. And he proved it at the last mass show where he came in and essentially told the crowd the story, and they were like, We don't care. And then he got in the ring and told it with his actions. Abs. Abs is yeah. very good at getting a crowd behind him. He's a very interesting fellow that abs is i love him yeah what an interesting (laughs) character you know what i would love to see happen though abs if you're listening what you need to do you need to show up one day and just be ripped just show up like legitimately (laughs) shredded just get on the gas yeah like (laughs) no don't do that that's bad (laughs) for the spotify (laughs) listeners we winked yeah <laughs> appreciate you just like for the next character <laughs> development for him that'd be fantastic just gets lesnar out yeah 
<laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, so it back to we're gonna. This is gonna be a lot. We're like two kids ADHD who are are too hyped for Mountain Dew. So bad, I could sit here and talk to you for two hours. But yeah, not I Get anything done? <laughs> Nothing would have got accomplished. <laughs> um, Eric Pinhead says he's already shredded. Facts. I mean, yeah. allegedly. 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 Well, no, they're totally. They're not fake. Totally real apps, according to his social media as well. Oh, okay. So they are. Yeah. Okay, so they they are real. If it's okay. on the internet, it's real. That is true. I saw it on his Wikipedia page. Wow. Here you go. Hey, Mr. Anthony, your shows and guests are usually so good. I think they're thinking uh, that that is that is Gavin. Gavin is in the chat. So are you done with that statement? Do I say thank you or are you going to slice my throat here with your next one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he means by usually so good. I don't. Yeah. Are you trying to insinuate that I'm not so good? But the other ones are, or I don't think he caught the beginning when we were saying that you're not actually you're just trying to save this kid because you see so much of yourself in him, you know. What I mean? Facts, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, WXW, you start your training, you're there with a lot of cool names, uh, a lot of people that are still in the business and working very hard. Uh, take us through that, that like that time journey, like some maybe some favorite moments or, or just coming up in those early days. I think I hit a interesting in between period of all the big Jack guys going to the smaller fellows. Uh, when I first started like wrestling on the shows there, it seemed like everybody was there. It was at the tail end of everybody being all jacked and stuff. So I got the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> Probably why you got so good at selling. Yeah. You don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I caught like the, the in-between of that, which is good. Cause I think I got to learn a little bit of everything. And early on wrestling somewhere that helped me a lot. It was John Trotsky up at the sanctuary. Yeah. Like character wise, I think bumping and and the work of things was a Samoan thing, but then moving over to Trotsky and being able to put stories together was a lot of fun. Um, And a lot of the stuff that we did, it was just like, Hey, I'm going to, it was uh, Thomas Brewington of the IndyCard mafia. If you're familiar, he hasn't, I haven't seen him wrestle in a while, so I'm not sure if he's still at it or not. We were just before the show talking in the locker room, and it's just like, hey, it'd be funny if you stole this. Or he said, it would be funny if I stole that. So I said, okay. So then he stole my horse, and we created a three-month-long angle based on him stealing my <laughs> stick horse. <laughs> That's one thing I will say. Uh, and I think a perfect example of that was this recent Smash show. Like, for if we talked a little bit about it on the last podcast with MIT of everything that went wrong in that show could have went wrong. And everything that should have stopped that show from happening, it's a miracle it did. But card got moved. People's matches got changed. People got added. People got taken out. But Rosh and High Tension and, and Sanctuary are just so good at bringing in talent and, and using the 570 talent. And I think what one thing that this, this entire talent pool can do so well is – everyone's so fucking creative and they can just put things together on the fly. Especially if you're like, Hey guys, we need someone to go out and do Gaga bullshit. That that's like our bread and butter. You know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, we're going to like going backstage and seeing you and uh, AJ Evers just as a joke, putting on each other's gear. And Trotsky had no idea that you were going to do a match as each other, like stuff like that. Like (laughs) I found his gear bag sitting there. So I brought it to the back and put his gear on. He came back and I said, Hey, I'm not taking it off. And he's like, all and right. He, so he did. Yeah. So he yeah. put on my gear. And that's how that came to be. That was just 100% just AJ is my favorite person ever. Him and I just laugh. Like my face hurts from 
laughing with that man. It's you, ridiculous. You, AJ, and Trajan, I would say, if you're all three using our locker room, you're you're nothing's getting done. You're, no. you're just gonna everything's gonna be funny. Like that's where the cameras should be rolling because you three are just naturally funny people, and you're trying to one up each other the whole time. And then if you do it in the ring, make each other pop. Like it's just it's so entertaining. But that's what I'm saying is everyone's just so creative on 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 getting things done and getting things out there. And and I mean that was a perfect example. Uh, was done at that show. Yeah, it, AJ. It, Rush goofed up because he's like, hey, AJ and Tommy, put this together. And I think we did a pretty good job, to be honest, considering just with how, again, I tend to not get things done because of my ADD. <laughs> I think we we actually made something happen. So I'm happy with that. I love how the match started and Mary was in the match and then just like decided she was no longer in and stayed outside again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let, let's let's rewind to that. Um, Mary Beth and Tommy Vex joining forces, uh, literally, and then yeah. on the on the wrestling scene. Because um, I remember pre Tommy, and then uh-huh. I now Tommy with Mary, and it's uh-huh. it's it's you guys just turn each other up to eleven, and you're both wild. You're just amazing together. Like you are you are the best duo in professional wrestling. And do you mean that like the best ever? Yeah, yeah, it's really so. That's another thing we have very, very well in this area too. Is we have really good managers. Like yeah. we work with a lot of people who bring in um, excellent managers. Like, and when the managers link up, it's almost like we have manager faceoffs that are like Hogan and Andre, you know, or Hogan and 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 uh, and Ultimate Warrior. Like when 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 Mary Beth faces off with Dust, or when Mary Beth faces off with Coach, or you know, what I mean, it, there's they're just yeah. good moments because everyone's so invested in not just the people in the ring, but also the managers, and 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 you're like I said, a polarizing character where your your charisma's to the roof, and then you throw Mary Beth in the mix of that too, and she holds her own and meets you at your level, which is not easy to do. <laughs> like you guys just you do a fa- a fantastic job. I think a lot of it comes from like we live together, so like just the chemistry of that, we kind of know what what each other is thinking and uh-huh. i like being able to throw her into different things because she's talented enough like i can trust like yeah no this won't be the shits if we do this uh-huh. so it's always nice and I, having that a mixed ta- uh, okay we'll call it a mixed tag match down at swo it was yeah. uh her and i versus a referee and wolfman <laughs> just the most absurd stuff ever and in that case it was a match but it was a Gaga match, so we could mm-hmm. do we could do that kind of stuff. And the same goes with Kit Raff and uh, Coach. Yeah, when we did that, it's just. But the thing fun. is, too, is like if you and Kit decide to like, hey, we're not doing a fun Gaga match, and we're literally going to go out there. You guys can both still put on a very memorable oh, yeah. wrestling match and kill it too. You know what I mean? Like one of the matches I booked, I was trying to book uh, for a movie that didn't doesn't exist, but you weren't able to make the movie taping because mm-hmm. you got. I believe you got COVID that weekend. I think that was one of my six stints with having COVID. Yes. And I, I pitched, I don't know if I should say who I pitched because I don't know if it ever, it, no, it did happen then eventually. I didn't see it yet though. Um, you versus Miles Millennium. Oh, it did happen. Our, that match happened at a taco festival. Yes. But you guys did a Gaga match where I, I pitched it as like it starts off as Gaga and then you yeah. guys just stop and then just had a banger. Yeah. Because I think you're both two people who, get who got for a long time there and i think miles is kind of breaking out of that like just being just known as the funny guy and he's being mm-hmm. taken like 
funny, but also he can go out and put serious matches together because both these are amazing bumpers. Both these are great characters. Both these can throw a one-liner out there that just stick and people laugh, but also like it's you're, you're very similar in, in what you guys can do. And I just remember that being a match. Like, man, I always really wanted to see that. Yeah, I'm a big Miles guy. Yeah, and that was at a Taco Fest, like I said. So it was just kind of like they weren't wrestling fans. So if we would have went out there and had like a crazy match, I think yeah. my shine was like two arm drags and I forgot the third one or something like that. <laughs> um, he won't ever let that go. But yeah. I think that we could definitely have that kind of match. And I think at high tension, I do plan on kind of portraying myself a little bit differently than I do at Smash. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you would you instead of like a thumbnail a thumbtack spot you took probably what taco shells I'm, that's what i'm gonna guess so we went up yeah we went up to a tent and we said hey we want to do this thing with your uh do you have chips that we could use and they're like yeah just follow us on instagram and here's a free bag of chips <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we spread them there was definitely some bloodshed the, the, the chips cut you they didn't cut me because i was a face there which i can't stand personally because i'm just you don't so like being a face at all i'm just so uncomfortable i could be more like myself as a heel <laughs> but what i need to do and i know that i need to do this i just need to just i can be literally the same person just don't be a dick to the crowd yeah but i'm not good at that <laughs> yeah i'm not good at that um where were so we? what are some of your favorite matches that you have just put together maybe in recent time or just overall. And, and if you really want to dive into some of Tommy's favorite matches with his favorite people, you can go check out Tommy talks tape on the high. Hey, Wrestling. boy. Yeah. 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 I think anything with Killian is fantastic. I'm more of a sucker for the story of everything. Honestly, mm -hmm. just getting to the big, to the big moment is always yeah. my favorite. A random throw together match that I had was at uh super crazy. Uh, 2019, maybe. It was uh, Eric Martin, Kip Stevens, and I in a three-way. And I don't know. I just remember it as being such a banger for some reason. <laughs> well, uh, what is – who are some of your favorite people to work? Like if you're like, oh, they're on the card, we're, it's, it, it's, it, you're, you're, it's like a no-brainer. You guys are going to know exactly what you're doing. Probably AJ Evers. Yeah. When I think about it. Keiko is another one, but for a different reason. Like him and I were training together for as long as we did. We just kind of like we'll just go out there and we know what we're gonna do. Yeah, and so he, and I mean, you guys are the perfect match for each other because he's like the absolute golden baby face, and you're just the biggest shit heel. So it's like oh, a yeah. match made in heaven. Yeah, it, it really, really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a match. I'm trying to think. of Probably one of my favorite. I I I will always go to the trail mixer where you entered as the as the janitor that was because it just yeah. it was set up perfectly the whole time like you got the crowd into it by cleaning the ring in between each yeah match. that that was perfect I forgot no. all about that there's I'll feel bad because like oh, I left this match or that person out that I love working but yeah. like in my brain you and AJ uh, on the fly doing a match as each other is very high on my list for you yeah that that was excellent. I, I watched you put on a match where you played heel with uh, and 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 you and I believe you lost the title that show uh, at WXW to uh, um what's oh my god I'm having a brain fart this is uh, he, uh it was like at WXW's first show back from the pandemic me and Alex went Lance when you, Lance you came in yeah. as I think you came in as a champ and then dropped it to Lance later on that yeah. night and was that Sokoa that ran in at the end before he went to NXT yeah. yep yeah 
because I because he didn't have the blonde hair yet. He looked like no, literally yeah. one of the Usos. Yeah. yeah, I was like, holy yeah, shit! He, like they're, they're all great. Yeah. Um, I wish I could have like that whole title run back. Obviously, even before COVID, yeah. just because I think my understanding of how like it should have been now would have been so much better than what it was then. If that makes any sense, if that's English. Uh, yeah. Um, and then you, you've got to work some amazing legends in the business. Uh, let's start off just at your dream match, you versus Mr. Mr. Ula. Ula. You, you, you petitioned for that match for a very long time. Yeah. Literally anybody would listen to me. I asked for that match and Alex, thank you very much. Made it happen. At like his this the second show or something like that. <laughs> I remember I remember putting together because for some reason you were in the same building as him at at uh outbreak. Um and we did that little promo where you're like, You're yeah. my favorite wrestler. He's like, This guy's been <laughs> drinking. <laughs> He's the best. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe that st- oh, no, you just shaved, but it was growing back. You're like, Yeah, I'm glad he shaved that stupid mustache off his face. <laughs> um Mr. Ulala. Man, I just always from the beginning, I just thought he was always so great. And you can hear the full story one week from tonight, uh, March. Are you, are you having know, him on the podcast? Oh, yeah. What it's in the chamber, <laughs> it's coming out next week in correlation with the HTW show. Oh my god, I love that! So, so you, yeah. th- so you and Mr. Ula are gonna talk on Toppy Talks tape. Oh, yeah. In, it's great because we talked a lot about his career because I, him and I never really sat there and I never said, so tell me your story. Yeah. And we finally got to be, got to do that. That's, that's my, honestly, that's my favorite part of all this is I, I, I know a lot of wrestlers hate telling their origin story on every single podcast, but I feel like not everybody legit cares when they ask the question of their origin stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but some like someone like him, dude, like, no one knows, like, our generation doesn't know that shit. And he's been around so fucking long. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, he just, we, we got into detail about how he would get his name out there and stuff like that. People that he's worked with. It's awesome. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Watch my fucking show. <laughs> I'm definitely tuning in. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, what are some other names that you worked that people would know or have seen on TV? Uh, so my biggest flex, I would say is rock and roll express back in 2017, which was like way too soon for me to be working. Who's your team with that? Mark Hart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mark Maverick. He was before that. Yeah. It was just way too soon in my opinion. Like I would have gained a lot more from it now. If, you know, if I were to have that match now versus them. Yeah. And I think they're, I mean, 2017, they were still Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. But I think like 2022, 2021 Rock and Roll Express, like they were fucking nuts, dude. They were wrestling like yeah. they're 18 year old again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were hitting destroyers. <laughs> like what? Yeah, nope. That wasn't anything that they did in our match. It was all old school style. Yeah. Just listen to me. And... Uh, any other people that, that you, you know, I got to, you know, rub elbows with backstage that, that you would say helped you out or got to, got to learn from? Let's see. You always ask me the tough questions. Uh, so some of, this is just a weird one. Earl Hebner is somebody that I remember having pretty Dude, interesting conversations nice. with. Yeah. yeah, very nice guy. Yeah. Um, and just anybody that I could go up to and say, hey, this is – I like with him specifically, I went up and asked him, like, hey, I have a manager. 
like what spot like what's your favorite spot as a ref like a distraction or anything like that it's a good question yeah he put a spot together for us so that was that was good that was at an outbreak show yeah so what was what was earl hebner's favorite ref distraction from uh, from a manager i'm gonna sound like a real scumbag i'm not quite i don't remember what it is what it was yeah it wasn't anything like crazy it was just one of the things like yeah this always works this is like keep it simple yeah 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 that's probably we, why I don't remember exactly what it literally was. literally just did the main event for Header and Ian Bush. And I went up to him after. I was like, yo, it's hot in this building. I know he, I'm hot. He's got to be dying. And we we got a couple cases, like waters from our case. And we walked up, me and me and BP, and we're like, Mr. Hebner, here's some water. And he goes, boy, are you crazy? You're going to fuck up my buzz. And he had a cord light. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And I was like, Earl, you're the fucking best. And then he sat and talked to us for what felt like two hours. Like, yeah. He was such a nice human being, man. He's one of my favorite people I got to meet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here's a here's a question. Uh-oh. Um, oh, Maddie D over Earl Hebner. Look at that, George. What the? What, look at George's hair in that photo. Yeah, looks, that's, that's, that's a ballsy statement from a man with a some ballsy hair up there. There it is. Uh, when Gavin is old enough to wrestle, would you ever be tag team partners with him, or will there always be heat? If he apologizes to me, maybe I could. Take him under my are, wing. Are you gonna? Are you gonna be Gavin's Mister Olala? I don't know. I never thought about that. How old is he right now? He's like seven or eight. Yeah. In ten years, I'll be like, oof, thirty six. So I wouldn't consider. I, I don't know. Would I be Mister Olala at that point? No. Am I gonna be? Gavin, a do you give Gavin a match like right as soon as he's training, ready to go, or do you let him get the let him earn his chops a little before he gets in the ring? I don't know. Depends. It depends on how serious of a threat he is. If I can kick the shit out of him, I'll, I'll do it right away. <laughs> I, I, You know what's insane is like what we're talking about now in 2023 in 10 to 11 years is legit like a possible reality. Like we're yeah. talking about something that will probably happen at some point in time yeah. if, if this kid doesn't grow out of wrestling and thinks it's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, I feel like if he doesn't, his dad will wrestle me. I feel like if you get... <laughs> Because his dad has a lot of fun with do, putting everything together. A lot of this stuff that him and I have Very done. Very good ring announcer, too. He killed that sanctuary. <laughs> oh, really? He did a really good job as a ring nice. announcer. Yeah, yeah. Very he has underrated. a musical background. So but like, he can sing. Have you ever heard of his band? No, I couldn't make it to his last show. And I can't really make good. it to his next one. I want to crash it so badly. Yeah. He's very, very talented. Very, very talented. Yeah. I'm I'm here for the long story. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be nuts. It's it's gonna eventually ha- like we're gonna look back and be like, holy! Remember when he was seven, starting this yeah. rivalry, and here we are, like eleven years later. <laughs> the payoff. We're all like, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That might be tough. There's only so many Christmases that kid could ruin a mine. <laughs> what uh, What is uh, probably your favorite uh, moment so far with Gavin since starting this whole thing? I just think how in on everything him and his dad are. Um, so that little little trooper he is. He ended mm-hmm. up at my at my home until probably about ten o'clock at night filming stuff. Just what <laughs> a little, little trooper he is, because it took a lot of time to get everything put together. So yeah, well, and one of the thing is too is like what I really like about you guys is uh, you're willing to put the time in 
outside of the ring and outside of the promotion to to put things together because the fans are they get more invested in it more people are talking about the you and gavin thing because you guys are meeting and you're filming things and you're doing bits uh ricky price is doing that very well right now um mit is doing that like i think those are the things i think this younger generation seeing people like you do that and, and inspired to push themselves further because it's one thing just to cut a promo just be like oh on this saturday I i'm gonna beat you up that's, you know what i mean that shit doesn't work yeah there's no but, reason like you can't there's not if i see that it's just like oh cool just like the other 12 guys that said the same thing cool yeah i'm always but, more of a skit kind of guy and if, if i'm not if i don't feel it if i don't love the bit then i just don't do one is that would you say you pulled that from sanctuary like sanctuary you landed that from sanctuary I would say probably like yeah. subconsciously. I can't think of a moment that's like we need to start doing this because of the sanctuary. Yeah, no, but I'm saying but that I think that it definitely planted the seeds. Of, yeah. I, yeah, I if I had to guess, that would probably be it. Because I, I Killian's, I, f- I feel the same way. Where Killian's more of the skit than just the promo. I'm going to beat you yeah. up, and he also, you know, dipped his toes in that place for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, another another rivalry that we can talk about now that it's all said and done. I think was a talk for the entire yeah. summer was the dust merry wedding yeah and that sure was did. that was a giant giant thing that you guys orchestrated for a while well and it, was... it might not be over yet oh <laughs> maybe i don't know I, I love it anytime like i said anytime you get mary or you know dust in a, in, a, in a and i can see you and killian wrestle I'm, i will take that in a heartbeat yeah if um, you sur- surround yourself with the creative people and throw out an idea let them go to town that's all that that was there's a photo of you, Killian, and who is it Dust? And you all just have like sock puppets on. Ah, oh, Tommy talks tape in roughly like two or three weeks. We're gonna be covering that. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just and you just you that photo and you're like, what the hell are they doing? Like, could you imagine just neighbors looking out the window like what are these three grown so, men playing Killian with sock puppets? Reminded me. Some <laughs> one of the neighbors came out because that was near where Killian lives. Yeah. One of the neighbors came out and is everything okay out here? <laughs> so yeah, that was awesome. That, that was wasn't awkward at all. But yeah, that whole bit was so good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He got a lot of heat for that, but that's a story that you could talk with him about. We'll, we'll or we'll hear about it on Tommy Talks Day. Yeah, that's true. You kind of will. Yeah. What what's been your favorite episode of Tommy Talks Tape so far? Like sitting down and re- going over a match. Uh well, I think Mister Ulala. Not for the funny aspect of it, because I'm more of a haha, that made me laugh. That was good yeah. kind of guy. But just to be able to finally hear all of his like his whole story was a lot of fun. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, now that that has bucket list has been checked off, who who's the next like person you said, man, I would really love to work them or do do something with? I'm just waiting to get on Botchamania and then I can finally give this shit up. What do you, uh, dude? You should have been in that ladder match at Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that before the show because uh, we were in their training before, and I had no idea that that happened. But they were telling me about it. I felt horrible for Ravi. Yeah, he was just dude, hanging. Ravi right? was hanging off of it, and it would the, the belt was ready to break before the rope, mm-hmm. and we're just screaming like, "Just ring the bell, <laughs> ring or just yeah. ring him a knife." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rope is still hanging. Like they just haven't talked. I think they did. They cut it. I don't know. It was up there. I don't remember exactly how it was. Yeah, it's not hanging it. down. It just kind of tucked into a beam. But yeah. They never took it off. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, the whole time Trajan's like handcuffed to the rope, just looking up, like what the fuck? <laughs> God. 
<laughs> I love wrestling sometimes. Um, yeah, we're getting close. To it. If anyone else has any questions in the chat, please put them in uh, for for Tommy. Um, but another thing I want to kind of bring up, you're talking about your early days of training and, and, and starting mm-hmm. off very young and, and training with someone like an Ace Austin and you work with him forever and watch him grow and watch him develop. And now you see him touring the world and he's in Japan and he's, you know, now he's the two time X division champ and now a current tag team champ. Like how does, where does like, I personally love watching my friends succeed, but like for you to be with that dude since the beginning and seeing where he's at now, where does that, does that motivate you? Does that like, like, where do you like mentally, where does that, where do you stand with that? Yeah. It's, it's great to see him go out there and do his thing. He went out, he he went out there and earned it too. It's not like Mm -hmm. it was just, they didn't come into the school and say, Hey, you five foot six guy, come with me. You're signed. He went out there and he earned it. He, He moved to where he had to go to get in there so it's super awesome to see yeah it, it just i think like right now he's probably like our guy that we're like he did it you know what i mean like, yeah it's great it's fantastic shake our fist and, we're, and we're super happy for him but mm-hmm. i think that's kind of cool to see like i haven't had that moment yet where i've seen someone from the from the beginning gr- rise up and get to that level but like you were what with a, the kids since the date like almost day one you know what i'm super proud about is just how much he matured yeah like he's this super humble cool dude now Mm-hmm. Not that he ever, not saying that he wasn't always just early on. I think some of the veteran guys had a problem with him just being young and saying the wrong things. I don't remember any of the specific details, but yeah, nobody but, has a problem with that anymore. Boy, so. are they, are they shitheads now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's this kid ever going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Everything you dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, Hunter Dillon says he has a trademark question. If you could write a letter to your younger self, what would it say? Uh, it would depend on how young, but I would say probably just don't don't get bitter about wrestling. And don't. I feel like if you feel like you deserve more than you have, then you're not going to be putting in the work anymore. And I kind of fell into that a little bit a few years back. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, just keep working. Like, yeah. Keep training. Keep getting better. That that was my issue. I, I was around bitter sore wrestling vets who yeah. thought they should have been higher when they probably weren't and and just toxic of we're the best and never wonder like you can see when people start following into falling into that and i and i wasn't even in the business i was just hanging out with them and it just yeah. it stopped being fun and i was like this is fucking lame and i yeah. kind of separated myself from them and and then put myself around people who weren't like that and then just like just having fun and and being a fan again really rejuvenated me and like I'm kind of back in that groove where it's just like, yeah, this is just whatever happens, happens. Let's just go in here and have a fucking blast. Yeah, it's super important to surround yourself with decent people who aren't going to just drag you down. Yeah, because that's definitely a thing, too. If if you have now, there is a lot of people who listen to this who are still new to the business and getting in and, and people who may want to be in the business. But what would be some advice you would give to a younger talent of what they can do to uh, do's and don'ts in this business? I would say try to surround yourself with people who will say no and not necessarily shit on your stuff, but just people who try to make your ideas better and will challenge you a little bit because those are the kind of people who genuinely give a shit. And yeah. That's important rather than just somebody who say, yeah, that's fantastic idea or people who will be like, ah, oh, great match, 10 stars. And then oh, even watch me, it. Tell me what I could <laughs> Do better, please. Yeah. You're not going to get any better if you don't have people who are going to challenge you. 
And and what are some goals for 2023? Maybe some people you want to work or just promotions or just in general things you want to personally work on. I don't know. It's tough. I've, I think this year I've made a few steps into just improving myself, like making sure I get to the gym, getting back into a ring and training on a regular basis, just stuff like that. So I'm happy that I, I was able to get all of that so far, Yeah. but just to keep working with people who are better than me. And again, people who are going to say, no, that idea sucks. Yeah. But tell me why it sucks. Uh, <laughs> Not I, just I people just... are going to shit on it. High attention said cough, cough, I guess. Or have they told you these suck? No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, all, all the time. Yeah. So I, I we're, we're talking about this off camera. You are a giant Mountain Dew fan. Big time. Uh, I want to I run down some stuff real quick. And I want you to, on a scale, you want to do a Meltzer scales? You want to do Meltzer? We'll do five. And if you want to give it a bump more than yeah. five, yeah, you can. Fine. All right, let, so I'm going to go through the current Mountain Dew flavors, and then we'll throw some exclusives in there. So the the current Mountain Dew, 1940 to present Mountain Dew that we all drink and love, where does that where does that rank on your on your on your scale? So I think I've swung around to diet Mountain Dew. So I think the regular Mountain Dew kind of tastes a little strange. But when I first started drinking the Diet Dew, I thought it tasted a little strange. Interesting. Now, so I would probably put that right now as a three, but ask me a few years ago, it would be a five. Okay. Now you like the sugar-free, low-calorie diet Mountain Dew. Yes. That that and that was out in 1988. Crazy oh, to think okay. about that. Did not know it was that old. So we're learning stuff here. Now there is also a diet caffeine-free version of Mountain zero, Dew. Zero, zero, caffeine-free, zero, caffeine-free, zero. I don't think I've ever had or seen I, that. Don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah, no zero on that one. Yeah, but diet, I'll give it a five. Um, now I've had had this one where it's Mountain Dew with real sugar, like that's hmm. becoming a thing again because in a, I guess they don't actually use real sugar in the in the sodas. It's kind of like the, high the, fructose corn syrup is what yes, they use a lot. Yes, yes. So the actual real I had the real sugar Mountain Dew and I had the real sugar Pepsi, and I do think there is a difference. I've never had a real sugar Mountain Dew, but I will say there is a difference with the real sugar Pepsi. I'm I mean, a Pepsi guy. Too. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go have a gross, disgusting meal, that's what I'm going to go with. I'll go with a, like Pepsi. a, a Pepsi. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Here's here's usually everyone's top one. Started off as a exclusive to Taco Bell, and now it is out for the world to enjoy. Uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Six and a half. Six and a half stars. Wow. It breaks a scale. Yeah, I legitimately went to Taco Bell about two weeks ago because I was jonesing for a Baja Blast. Well, you just like, yeah, I guess I'll have some tacos. Yeah, you like, I mean, that you you don't even have to do that anymore. Baja Blast, you can just go buy at a store. I haven't seen it in any store that I go to. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, my personal favorite, Code Red Mountain Dew. I'll give it like that a four. The, the cherry variant. I'll give it like a four. You know where? You know when this first came out? Uh, two thousand three. One, you ah. know what it was attached to when it first came out? Uh, no, the and one mixtapes. Oh, I would have never gotten that. <laughs> I ever. used to watch. I used to watch those and and listen to the the music and the like. The, the, uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, Mountain Dew Livewire. I don't think I've ever had that. To be honest with you. Uh, let me take a look at. I have the the page up as well. Live. There's wire. no photo of it, so. Oh uh, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, introduced in 03, limited edition summer. 
I'll give it a two and a half. Never, two I don't half. know. Yeah, I've never had it. Before. Not memorable. That yeah, there's not even a photo half. of it, so who cares? Mountain Dew Voltage. That's the blue, blue raspberry. I'm a fan of that. That's a good one. I don't think I've ever had it either. I'm gonna give it a four. A four? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's oh, good. Donnie says it's uh the other one is orange. It's like an orange Mountain Dew. I okay. Now I have seen it. The orange one. Uh, I don't remember water. it. Still two and a half because Mountain orange Dew's flavoring like... is not my thing, so I don't care. Mountain Dew Major Melon. That's the watermelon Mountain Dew. I've had had that. That's pretty good. It's like fine. It's nothing fine. to write home. I'm not gonna write home to mom and pa about it. Like a three, middle middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it like a three. All right. Uh, Mountain Dew Spark. That's the raspberry lemonade. Is there a it picture was, of it? It was exclusively at Speedway gas stations Ooh. for a limited time, and now okay. has been released widely. I I did have that. It has clouds and shit all over it. I I think I'm gonna give it a two and a half, like the one that I don't remember if I ever had, because it's like, okay. eh. And then there's a Mountain Dew Goji Citrus Strawberry. It's released in 2017 exclusively at uh, convenience stores and college campuses. Do you I think never... I went to college? <laughs> I didn't go to college, so I never. <laughs> so I, I, I don't have a right to rate this one because I didn't go to college. Now here's this is crazy. I didn't know there was so many. Now this is gonna be my new thing. I'm gonna start looking at these stores for the exclusive Walmart because I didn't know this was a real thing. So I knew about one exclusive. So here you go, Mountain Dew Berry Monsoon Sands Sam's Club exclusive. Berry, uh, berry lime variant, Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning. I've had had this one because I'm a peach guy. That is the Kentucky Fried Chicken exclusive. This is insane. I, I didn't know this was all real things. Um, yeah. Mountain Dew uh, Maui Burst. It's exclusive to Dollar General. Dollar General? Yeah, yeah. Dollar General exclusive. Mountain Dew Frostbite is a Walmart exclusive. Mountain Dew Atomic Blue, which sounds awful that's a water that's a lemonade one sheets oh of course the terrible one comes from sheets <laughs> Sheets makes a lot of sense lot. you shut the hell up right now <laughs> tommy loves sheets um you mountain sh- dew southern shock bojangles the never been to bojangles um do do gorilla is a red lobster uh oh it is the first alcoholic mm. mountain dew product it's a margarita made with mountain dew Interesting. Now they have those sodas. I, Mary was supposed to get me them, but we just couldn't cross paths for me to get them off her. Did you try those? Were they good? Uh, I did not. I do not partake in alcoholic beverages. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at you. That's why you're fucking just shredded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm shredded. Because <laughs> yeah. you drink all those Mountain Dews. Um, where, where do we leave off here? Um, Mountain Dew Vibe. Witch Witch. I don't, even, I don't even know what a Witch Witch is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go um, ahead and pop open this Wikipedia page. Yeah, Mountain Dew Thrashed Apple, Kroger's, Mountain Dew Uproar, Food Lion. See what they did there? Uproar, Lion, gotcha. Mountain Dew Darkberry Blast, Applebee's, and Cosmic Wings. Mountain Dew Legend, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, Mountain Dew Purple Thunder, Circle K, and Mountain Dew Overdrive, Casey's. Did not know all of those existed. I did not. Can I tell you an Applebee's story, though? Because it's just the right thing to do. So one day... Pitch Black uh, exclusive to WWE, Bray Wyatt. Yes. Not exclusive, but they uh, yeah. four. I'll give it a four star. Um, I, I haven't had that one yet. I, I enjoyed it. So my Applebee story. Yes. We're at good old Triple WA in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. It was a day show, so we went to the local restaurant, which just so happened to be an Applebee's. 
Uh, so the waiter and I were getting a little friendly, getting a little friendly. All the while, Mary's sitting right here. Love that. Yeah, we're getting like real friendly with it. So, you know, like, uh, thanks, babe. That kind of stuff. It was getting pretty yeah. flirtatious. He was flirting with me. I was flirting with him. So all, our meal is complete. And this man brings over a dessert, a dessert that I did not order. Only for you. It was ice cream with a heart with uh, chocolate syrup on it. <laughs> the most absolute. We took a picture together. It was epic. It was the most epic experience I've ever had. So at Applebee's, if my boyfriend still works there, tell him I love him. Yes. I, I also have an Applebee's story. Oh, let's go. So we went to the sanctuary. Oh so that, boy! This is how oh, I think I, I know this one. And I was I I, I partaked in some uh, RSO, which I, I wasn't sure what it was and how strong it was. And essentially, it's like a gel version of marijuana that you put in food, and you're supposed to like mix it with something else and not just take it straight. Uh, and I was told, hey, if your back is bothering you, this will help. So I took, uh, and it was one of those things where they they squirted it on my thumb. Kind of like, oop! I gave you a little, a little bit too much, but you're a big guy; you'll be fine. I'm new to the weed game. I, I literally just started, right? So I eat this big glob, and I'm good. I'm fine. I'm chilling. Nothing. Show's over, and uh, they're like, "Yo, we're going to Applebee's." I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna drive over with you guys." So we get to Applebee's, and I'm sitting there, and I'm eating, and the waitress comes over, and I just turn my head to like say hi, and as soon as I turn my head, Tommy the world collapsed on me. Like <laughs> I, I immediately got destroyed and I've panicked and had a giant panic attack all the while I'm doing this. I'm freaking out and I'm, I'm like, I'm having the worst anxiety and they're laughing at me. Cause I probably like a crackhead. I'm probably making stupid faces. And the only thing in my head I can think, cause I can't like every so noise in the restaurant was coming in at me. So I couldn't make out where noises were coming from. I felt like an ultrasonic superhero. And the whole time I keep looking up at Maestro and Alex, and I think they're laughing at me. And I'm like, what's so fucking funny? It's a fucking, I'm not high. I'm not high, guys. And they're like, we didn't even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had a complete meltdown um, in Applebee's. And God I, bless Applebee's. I was trying so hard to keep it cool and play it off like I wasn't destroyed. And I was wrecked. <laughs> absolutely wrecked uh yeah so that was my first and only rso experience and it happened in an applebee's so applebee's is this the place yeah so i didn't i didn't get a hookup but i uh i thought i was going to die in an applebee's <laughs> don't do every, drugs kids <laughs> every now and then i'll message my uh my baby cakes on uh what you call it on instagram oh you became ig friends he never messaged me back really so you just randomly sent him a message and he ignores you. Uh, where? Let me see if I can find one. Because I remember what it is, but I want to read it. But if I so if I clip the story and then send it to you, you're going to send him the clip story. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll do that. All right. Make sure that's so at Applebee's, service is not the same without you. On March 26th, uh, <laughs> I think that was probably last. Well, obviously last year. Yeah. Uh. And then on Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day, babe. Scene. See no, Rad. Nothing back. Yeah. Oh, yep. there, Scene, there. nothing back. Yeah. And happy wow. one year, babe. There's a story. Wow. Jesus. And he just like, he ghosted you. Swerved. Some and he's great the one content. who got you dessert. Yeah. He brought dessert yeah. for me. I guess I wasn't very good at eating the cake, if you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah. Now, we talked about 
your famous people you've worked and the most legendary people you've worked. And I think you've hit a pinnacle in your life uh, at this last mass show when you got to work Grimm from Grimm's Toy Show, GTS. Um, and, and he kind of ran in on you. And then after the match was over, you were taking your frustration out on a donkey tail. Um, I would explain to you guys this match, but it would take too long. Just wait for the video to come out on, high t- uh, on uh, Smash Master on YouTube. Um, but you're taking your frustrations out on this donkey tail. And then Grim just grabbed you and threw you in the ring and just uh, and just kind of kind of beat you up a little bit. Yeah, he picked the wrong guy to fuck with. I already had the state shut one thing, one person down. So, hey, uh, oh, so we're saying you're, you're saying you're calling the athletic commission? I might, I might make a few phone. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm calling anybody. Okay. All I'm gonna say is I've already shut one person down. Grim, Grim has made, Grim's made the list. Mess with the wrong guy, Tommy Vex. Shrug for the Spotify listeners. Wow. Well, so you're saying this isn't over. As a wise man once said, Chris Hansen, <laughs> that's not up to me. <laughs> Can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Bro, those old Chris Hansen videos are fucking legendary. I think that Chris Hansen would be a great kicker. Or quarterback, because that dude has ice in his veins, bro. Could you imagine you walking in? Laugh? I would be like, hysterically laughing. Like just to walk like in. The and subject have... matter is terrible, right? We're Yo, just, absolutely. Let's get that off the table immediately. These are the absolutely. scummiest of the scum people who are but doing the most. It's but the fun way they're being to watch them is... get theirs. Yeah, yeah. When it's he so made that fun. dude strip naked in the garage to come in, <laughs> and he's, like, he's like, he had a towel all prepped and everything. Oh my God! One of the greatest moments of television history. And then when he went back to the McDonald's the day after, yeah, they just came to get something to eat. <laughs> it was the most awesome thing ever. Uh, let, well, let's just look at the transcripts. <laughs> it says here I have been blank in or blanking blank while you blank the dog and blanking, and you just like yeah. him just saying blank is funnier than the actual word. Yeah, I have been in television. <laughs> For 20 plus years, and seldom have I ever been speechless. I'm sorry. It's awesome. <laughs> and the, the cookies are always on the table. Remember the guy that was eating them and they were stale? Like, <laughs> yeah. you enjoying those cookies? Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of fucking losers. Bro, I'll go on YouTube spirals and watch that shit for hours. Yeah. Uh, not the people that are trying to do it now, like vigilante style, just the old school. Christmas no, style. yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, legendary stuff. All right. Um, and then let's one more last plug to put out. You do have a match coming up in two weeks um uh-huh. at high tension. Oh, there you go. Oh, you finally have my graphic. It was it was sent to me. You it's versus about goddamn time Jet Jagori in the number one contender to find out if you're gonna be going against Edith Surreal or Mike Skyros. Look how serious you look in that photo. Yeah, I mean the last time with Edith. The last time that I wrestled her, it was a six-man tag match, a six-person tag match, uh-huh. and um, AJ Evers and I were on the same team. With the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you figure we may have lost the match, but, like, spoiler and AJ Evers, maybe I wasn't in the right mindset. Yeah. A one-on-one is where you need to be. Uh, and yeah, and now I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here because jet and all, 
But I want to tell you a Mike Skyro story real quick. Let's do that. Let's do that. I love this. Him and I once had the Wawa versus Sheets debate while shitting next to each other. Not sitting. Yes, shitting. Battleship. stalls next to each other. <laughs> and we had this debate. So all I'm going to say is I got a little, we got a little bit of heat because of that conversation that happened five years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Well, I, I will have him on the podcast in a couple episodes, so I will ask him if he recalls his battleship moment. With oh, he does. Nice. And if he says that he doesn't, he's lying. But anyway. He's a liar, yeah. But well, anyway. You might, you, that, that podcast might lead into used to being going at it at some point in time um, in the future. So that, that's a, that's a, that might be a good lead-in. But first, Benny and the Jets. Right? Is that his name? Uh, Jet Jagori, yes. Oh, Benny and Jet Jagori. Okay. I see I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I want to start singing. What uh what do you what, what have you scouted about him? What are you excited about this match? What do you what are you expecting here? He's a goddamn dirt ball, just like I am. So you guys are gonna be very, very wild. Very un you guys are two people you can't really predict for because you guys don't you guys don't prep or predict yourselves. So how do you how do you how do you prepare for someone like each other? Wild card, bitches! <laughs> now you're coming into a spring break '93 in Philly. Uh -huh. um, if I'm not mistaken, and the only reason I know this is because of BP, because he is the encyclopedia of all things wrestling and Philadelphia. '93 uh, is a good year for the city of Philadelphia, especially when it comes to a baseball team. Almost, it was almost a good year, and then I had to go get taken. But you know, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, so runner so up. When are what what are you bringing to the table for the year ninety three when it comes to Tommy Vex? Are you, are you dressing up fancy? Are you bringing are you bringing back an old school flavor? Like what what are we what are we what are we thinking here? I don't give a shit. I was negative three years old. <laughs> what the hell do you want me to dress up as? Like I was there. <laughs> so you don't don't even give a shit. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna beat up uh, Jet Jagori, and then. You're going to take on the winner of uh, the main event later yeah, on that night. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like the order of operations, the PEMDAS of the situation. Eric Pinhead says the only uh, logical way to settle this debate is Tommy and Skyros having a match while dressed as Wawa and Sheets employees. So we discussed this, and I think what the best course of action is to find a Wawa and a Sheets next to each other and find a way to have like a line. You know what I mean? Like in mm -hmm. between them, and then we fight. And I don't know, maybe a timer, or maybe depending on which side of the street the fall happens. I, don't I, know. I have I have a non-violent way we can we can do this as well. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna get burgers, chicken, like just get a couple items that are on each menu. Okay. We're gonna okay. take the wrappers off. Okay. We're gonna switch them around, and you're, we're gonna you're and you guys are gonna do blind taste tests. And as you long are as it's down... blind, because if I can see it, I can't physically be able to see it because I'll know. You'll know right away. One hundred percent. Really? I need. I think I might need to be like fed them. Yeah. Okay. Like so somebody what... needs to physically feed me, or else I'll feel it and know what it is. You're that. You're that. I know my Wawa. Wow. Yeah. I will say this. I I grew up with mostly sheets around me, um. So all I've had was sheets, and I thought it was trash. Even without a competition, I thought Sheets was trash. And then we were doing a lot more shows in like the Philly, New Jersey area. And then the, a Wawa was put in by Hamburg. So it's kind of like in my vicinity. I, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the food's way better at, she, at Wawa. 
That's what I see. Felt. How I, I, was about to, I was about to freak out. <laughs> I was about to freak the hell out. But that me. is my favorite thing to do to you while you're uh, while you're in the ring. Is I like to yell at you that t- you love the Mets and you're also a giant sheets guy. Dude, the Mets are literally a joke. <laughs> it's actually absurd just how like historically bad they've always been. Yeah. Another good one too is that the was at the Christmas show when, when you were. What is it, Christmas? One of them when you had the paper and you're pretending you're reading. And I was like, Tommy can't read. And you threw the paper at me from the yeah. ring. That was a good moment. And then yeah. at yeah. Uh, yeah. at AXW, um, when you came up to me. American uh, Vex Wrestling. American Vex Wrestling, yes. Um, when you came up to me, and I didn't yell because I didn't want the crowd to hear. And I was like, your fly's down. And, you're, and you literally just walked up and got nose and nose of me. You're like, you want to check? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even look down. You were just like, yeah. <laughs> I forget what you said. We'll <laughs> fix it then. That's what you said. That's exactly yeah. what you said. That's probably what I would say in that situation. I was like, your flies down. And you're like, I'm going to fix it down. <laughs> I may have told you to fix it with your teeth, but I can't I, confirm. I think that's exactly what <laughs> I can't quite confirm, but. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Tommy, it, it's been a blast. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I would say I would love to be on Tommy Talks Tapes, but I don't wrestle. So I think the chances of that. Uh, we could find some content. Maybe a, a match I commentated. Yeah, see, it's, it's pretty loose. It's literally my show. I could make up the rules yeah. as I go. Um, I would say if I had to pick, though, unless you brought physically AJ on the podcast for that episode, I, I'd probably pick the one where you and AJ swapped gears because that was – I that's, think we did it before, but that's worth another show. Oh, my God. The the best part about that is you chopped Mary with that baby hand and legit left, left a mark. Left a mark. That, <laughs> that is awesome. There's an awesome picture of it. Yeah, but uh, Tommy, thank you so, so much. Tommy Talks Tape, uh, once a month. Hi, yeah, Tommy. live once a month. Yeah, that I forgot about that. We're going to yeah. end up doing that about once a month, a live one where we don't <laughs> – you know how we are. Remember how we discussed the way that we are? Yeah. It's basically that, and it ended up going like two hours or something like that. It was just me, Alex, and Paige talking, uh, and there wasn't any tape that was talked. So, hey, if you're free – I, I would love to join that. Okay. Yeah, the live ones, count me in. Just tell me the date and I'm there. But Zero thank planning. you. Yeah, thank you so much once again. You are obviously, like, every time, dude, there's a show and I see you on it, I'm pumped to see you and Mary. You're you're two of my favorite. All kayfabe aside, Tommy's not really a huge, giant piece of shit, even though I call him an uncommentary. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But I also yes, I say how much I hate Tommy but love Mary and she's a queen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my bit on commentary. But, uh, and Mary will be on the podcast. She's closing out the month. Look at that looking great but smash. my two favorite honestly my two favorite smash, my two favorite people i i seriously like coming in this business you guys have always been very welcoming to me and 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 making me feel like i'm part of the team and i appreciate that and uh dude i just can't wait for more fun moments and i'll see you in two weeks in philly brother yeah i'll see you in two weeks on the live tommy talks tape maybe yeah i would love that two and a half three weeks it'll be three weeks three weeks but everyone thank you so much for tuning in hanging out myself and tommy um like i said make sure you go check the links below out head over to high tension wrestling on youtube subscribe are you guys have audio too or is just video just video video? yeah Yeah, you have to watch the match along with us unless you just want to hear us laugh and giggle and make inside jokes (laughs) so head over to the youtube channel uh it is another banner for the podcast uh thing i think it's the second banner in go check out tommy talks tapes very very entertaining And uh, Tommy, once again, thank you, brother. I love you to death. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the ABJ podcast. Here's some music by Billy Trey.